Getting hitched? There's a podcast for that, and you're listening to it. The Save the Date Wedding Podcast, the number one podcast about all things wedding-y. It is a podcast of firsts today. Well, sort of firsts. I am going to share with you my very first email from a male listener. Woohoo! That was a quiet woohoo because I just wanted to prepare you prior to the woohoo. I should have said, warning, there's going to be a woohoo. I don't want to deafen you. I realize there should always be a pre-woohoo warning because people listen to this with headphones in. I'm basically injected into your brain audio-wise. I don't want to scare the shit out of you. Also, I'm going to share with you another audio question from SpeakPipe. I don't know if you have heard me plug this before, but there's a wonderful little app that I've included on the website, savethedatepodcast.com, where you, when you write to me, for the Q&A episodes, you can also record an audio question, which is easy because you know what? Typing sucks. We type so much. This is just so easy. It's like leaving a little voicemail from a friend. Exactly what it is. I'm your friend. A lot of you may not have met me, but I consider us friends. And it's like leaving a voicemail that unlike most voicemails that don't ever get listened to, I listen to these and I am going to share them on the show. So if you would like to do that, visit savethedatepodcast.com, click on the connect button at the top. It's in the menu. You can't miss it. And then you'll see a box on that page right next to where you would send me an email. And it just says record now. You can record it 150 times if you so wish. You can change your name. You can put on an accent. Actually, don't put on an accent because that's my thing. And also, I'd like to know who you are really, whether you call yourself Nancy Sue or Jenny Jane. They're both sort of old school names. But basically, it's great to hear your voice. And also, I get to know you a little bit more because I think what makes this podcast work, and I know actually, I don't think I know what makes it work, is the Q&A episodes. They're, to be honest, some of my best rating episodes. I get to see the numbers and they're always very popular. And also it's a way for me to connect with what you are after. And like you heard in the 100th episode, the feedback that I've received asking you what you want to hear has been the most valuable exercise in my one year of podcasting so far. So I thank you, the pioneers, my pioneer listeners, people that have just taken a little step outside the comfort zone, perhaps, and leaving me a voice message. I very much appreciate it. And it really fills out, fills out the show and makes it just wonderful. And also, if you're not into leaving the voicemail, continue to do what you do. That's sending me questions for the Q&A episode like this. So look, let's not beat around the bush. A very Australian thing to say, let's not beat around the bloody bush. Let's just bloody answer some questions. Good one. About a month ago, it was International Podcasters Day, National Podcast Day, Universal Podcast Day, and it was so great jumping on the Twitter and the Instagram and Facebook, seeing all the podcasters tweeting and sharing their mutual love for podcasting. And what I'd love to ask you to do is whenever you write to me, and most people do this anyway, so thank you in advance, but tell me where you listen and also where you heard about me from, because podcasting is a relatively new medium, I would say. You are, again, as I say, the pioneers. You are new people listening Yes, podcasting has been around as a medium for a while, but it's only really become prominent in the past year, especially since Serial has come around and, uh, you know, it's back. 
So it's exciting to hear how you found me and also helps me spread the word to new listeners because that's the goal, really. Ultimately, I would love to make this my full-time gig. And uh, it's a difficult, tricky sort of business to be in because it's sort of new and people that spend money on things are a bit skeptical about it. So if I can figure out how you found me, it might help me spread the word more to people that don't know me. Do you get it? You get it. Of course you do. You're very smart. So let's jump in to the very first question I have on the show this week. And as I said, it is from a bloke. Now, this bloke has asked me perhaps not to mention his name because he has and his partner have not announced their engagement yet. Now, fine. I love that they are jumping into this straight away. And I also love that they listen to the show together. Now, I do, I've had a couple of people tweet me and say that they've been including their partners into the listening zone. A lot of them listen in the car, which is just so spiffy. It's a great way to pass the time. Get a bit of, a bit of, uh, transporter listening happening. As I, you heard me say before, I like to listen on public transport. And, uh, if I had a car in London, I'd be mad. For a starters, I do miss driving. I used to do a lot of listening in the car, but if I had a car in London, I would be listening to podcasts and also I'd be a millionaire. That's how it is in this sort of city. Anyway, this potential, uh, not potential groom, he's going to be a groom. He's been asked to call him Groomy McGroomster. You know who you are, Groomy McGroomster. And uh, he says, firstly, our engagement isn't public. I'm working on affording the ring, but everything else is at full speed ahead. I bloody love that Grimmy McGroomster because also a ring is just a thing. We place so much emphasis on engagement rings when, to be honest, mm, it's just a thing you put in your hand. Yeah, it's shiny and it's pretty and it's, it's a symbolic gesture. But to be honest, the fact that you've made this commitment together, you could put a bloody Cheerio on your hand if that's possible and it wouldn't matter. Make it out of, I don't know, clay. Who cares? He says, we have our location and music secured. She has her dress. Bam. Uh, since some of the bridal party doesn't know yet, please please use my fake name. This is what I'm doing. Grimmer McGroomster. Uh, now, my question is for you. What things do newlywed brides wish their husbands had done on the wedding day but didn't, such as surprises, etc.? Now, Mr. Groomy, I think this is a fabulous question. And what is great is that we are probably a majority of listeners, we are women. We have certain needs and demands that are sometimes not met because we don't communicate them. So I think let's give you a like I'm going to clap now and this is not a sarcastic clap Groom McGroomster thank you because it, that sounded like a golf clap because there's only me in the room but if I had a team here we'd all clap maybe I'll put that in in post here it is there it is for you I even left a little break here's the thing often we get shitty because we're like well he didn't do something because I just wish he'd understand. I just wish he'd know. I don't know why when I start talking about women complaining, this is the voice it goes to, but that's what I think most guys think we sound like when we're just going, I just wish you'd get it. And if, if you don't ask and if you don't do your sort of research, then it's really hard to make someone happy if you don't know what they want. And here's the thing, Grimmie McGroomster, I know my husband, Rich, 
he is is pretty clever and pretty special in the sense that I know he keeps little lists of things if I mention, and this is not consciously me mentioning, going, I would really like a big expensive handbag. That's actually not something I would say. But I know he keeps lists of stuff sort of discreetly. I don't know where these lists are kept. I've never gone and looked for them. I'm assuming they're in his phone. But he makes notes of things. And will I think for his own sanity, for when it comes to gift-giving time or surprise-giving time or whatever, he really kicks it. I was going to say kicks it out of the park. That's two sports sports isms in one go you know what I mean smashes it knocks it jumps it whatever out of the park sports not my thing but what is great is that he thinks ahead and not that I'm expecting this stuff but it also is just really delightful when he comes through with the goods and goes oh surprise Alicia I got you this okay here's an example I really wanted a NASA t-shirt a vintage NASA t-shirt basically and I must have mentioned it about a year ago and then for my birthday this year there it was and now it wasn't a big thing it was probably 50 bucks maximum who cares about the cost but it was one of those things you go that was very thoughtful thank you and on our wedding day he really surprised me because you've probably heard me say we were in quite a fluster we DIY'd the hell out of it we did a lot of work And basically I was, and this is sort of silly because this is my profession, I was writing my wedding speech uh, the morning of our wedding as people were hanging up lanterns and someone was setting up the DJ stuff behind me. I was sitting with a book on my lap trying to make notes because I'd left that to the last minute. This is how sort of crazy we were on our wedding morning. However, when I was getting ready and having my hair and makeup done, One of the catering staff came to the little uh, small house where we were getting dressed and she delivered a beautiful, well, she delivered some flowers for myself and my sister-in-law and my mother-in-law from Rich with a card for each of us saying that we were the most important women in his life. And then he also, she gave me this beautiful Georg Jensen box and it contained the most gorgeous bracelet and Rich had picked that for me and you can see in our wedding photos I'm wearing it on the day and I lost my shit because I was like wow this guy's pretty tops already like you know I'm really delighted to be hooking up with this guy uh, in a legal way and a life partner way but he's also just surprised me with this magic and very personal gift for the day and uh wow I was stoked and a beautiful card so you know it was one of those moments that I was like okay you didn't have to do that yes it was a very thoughtful gift the card was extremely personal and wonderful and I didn't get him a thing of course because I'm a jerk but it's not about the the gift it's more the thought so Grimmy McGroomster my point is in this situation I think little little things are really significant. A NASA t-shirt, a card. These aren't huge gestures, monetary gestures, but they are they are really thoughtful and very special special moments. And I think most of us out there would admit would sort of say it's it is 
very cliche to say it is the thought that counts. It is those sort of details that we remember. It's not the big sort of grand gestures of I'm going to buy you a car or I'm going to buy you something. Who cares? It's about those moments you go, this person really loves and cares for me. And shit, that's great. So Grimmie McGroomster, I would say my tip for you and your beloved is think about on the day of what what she would like. And to be honest, if you can send perhaps a bottle of champagne and a beautiful card to her room or to wherever she's getting ready, or if you could perhaps surprise her with, I don't know, a little video or something that you are sending over. I'm not talking about spending money. I'm just saying send her a special note. I think these are really romantic, wonderful gestures that you can keep as well. What I love is that I've got that card and I can read that card whenever I want. And there's a beautiful photo of me reading, you know, half-dressed, not in a weird way, just wearing a robe with half my makeup and hair done, reading this card. And I'll put it on the blog. It's it's one of those moments you go, I'm really glad someone captured that because I was genuinely surprised that that came my way. And, um, you know, they're, they're the moments that we all remember. So... I don't think there are any expectations of giving gifts or doing anything crazy or out of the ordinary. Send a puppy in a box. Sure. Do you need the puppy? Maybe. But, you know, you don't have to go crazy. But I think it's lovely that you asked. And I know lots of listeners are out there going, I wonder if my partner's going to be that thoughtful. Yes, of course they are. Maybe they just need a little push. And as I said, the fact that we sometimes expect things, and this goes for friends and family members as well, not just your lover. The fact that, did me using the word lover creep you out there? I'm just going to pause. Did that worry you? Toad's big apologies if it did. I mean, just fast forward, let's move on with our lives if it did. But, you know, lover, I mean, it's a nice word. It just can sound creepy, especially if like an old man says it. If your mum says it about you and your partner, maybe that's a bit weird. Don't know, just putting it out there. It might be a bit weird. Apologies. If not, maybe you're like, yeah, lover. I'd say it all the time. Good. Embrace it. Got to challenge our vocab. You got to challenge it. So, uh, do you see how I discreetly just moved on? That possibly could have been strange, but it's not now because I haven't acknowledged it by acknowledging it. My point to that is that if you are listening to this and going, gee whiz, I wish my hubby to be or wife-to-be, was like Grimmie McGroomster and wanted to know if there are any special treats or nice gestures or things that I could be doing uh, or they could be doing for me on the wedding day, then perhaps it's time maybe to have a chat. Now, I'm not saying you should say, hey, on the wedding day, I want you, listen to me, this is my bully voice, on the wedding day, I want a gift in a box and I want a really nice card and I want a bottle of champagne. You don't want to say all that shit because then it's not that, you know, it's not that romantic and nice. But there are ways that you can bring up these sort of gestures and perhaps it's by you, you starting that sort of stuff. Maybe you leave little love notes around the house. You could put them, and they don't have to be smushy. It could be just silly. I mean, you know, a couple jokes happen all the time. No one else wants to know about them, but you can share them together. Maybe it's sending a sexy text. Not a sex text. I'm not talking about a dick pic. I'm just saying something fun and nice. Maybe it's something about booking a weekend away before the wedding 
this is an idea, Groomer Groomster. Maybe it's something that you could say a few weeks before the wedding. You have a night away. It doesn't have to be expensive. could be an Airbnb down the road. But saying, hey, chillax. Get your bride chiller on. I'm going to pamper you. Perhaps you could book a, a little secret massage in the days before the wedding and say, this is my gift to you, my queen. I would like you to have some bride chiller time and just chill with it. Make sure that you take the time to relax and enjoy this. These are small gestures that would work and, and vice versa. If you maybe can point this out to your partner, if they're not that sort of person, it might actually help. I sometimes feel like in relationships, partners need to be trained. And I don't mean this in a sort of dominatrix, boss them around sort of way. I just mean expressing how you feel. If your expectations for the next 50 years are, I would really like a partner who does surprise me and does do these sort of wonderful little cute gestures, then and then if they're not doing it now, then maybe that's something you need to communicate to them because maybe they haven't thought about it. Maybe they're like, oh, well, Denise thinks it's fine, so I won't bother. Or maybe they've never even thought that, that leaving a little post-it note on the, your toothbrush in the morning was something that you would find delightful. I don't know. So maybe have a combo about it. Get it going. Start the ball rolling. Let them know. Grimmie McGroomster, I wish you the best. Now, I, I think I would like to, I don't know, I don't think I want to hear from you again because I want to encourage guys, because I know there are guys out there listening, to to get in touch. I would really like to do more groom-based episodes. And if you want to hear more groom-centric stuff, let me know because, you know, a majority of my listeners are women and I think we don't often think from the male's perspective as much, especially getting into the wedding planning. I want to talk to men about what they would like to do, what would jazz them about getting into the wedding planning mode. Do you ask your partner? I mean, I get a lot of emails from people saying, oh, he's just not into it. How do I make him want to be into it? And that's a really hard answer to give when I don't personally know these blokes. I don't know your vibe in the relationship. I don't know how much you are allowing, and I use that very loosely, but how much you know you are being inclusive with stuff. I often find that brides write especially, and I'm not, this is, and I'm also talking about same-sex couples. It's funny when you talk to same-sex couples as well, I've been really interested to hear that sometimes one partner, whether it's a boy or a girl, is far more into it than the other partner. But hearing from them about how they broach the subject and how they bring it up with the partner. Sometimes it's just one partner telling the other partner what they would like and really not opening the ears and listening. And yeah, truth be told, sometimes some partners just don't, I don't want to say don't give a shit, but just aren't into it. They're just like, I just want to have the party. I don't really care about all the details. Fine. But it's also about trying to find details that they do want to care about, giving them jobs that they're interested in doing, and not even giving them jobs, working together to find solutions, working together to make this the gig that you want it to be, not necessarily just Denise's dream day, because it's not. It's Denise and Jane or Denise and John's dream day. So there it is. Dream, there it is, Mr. I was going to call you Dream McGroomster McGroomster. I've extended your name. Grimmy McGroomster, congratulations on being a forward-thinking, awesome chappy, and I can't wait to hear from you again. There it is. That was a long answer to your question, but I'm just delighted to hear from a man and uh, oh, so much to say. So thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you. All right, here is the wonderful, 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 lovely lady who left me a message. Who she is? Hey, Alicia. Diagwit. Aileen here in Dublin, Ireland. I've been engaged since January and listening intently every week since. I have to say my walk to work on a Monday and a Thursday is significantly more pleasant than any other day. And I'm pretty sure that's all down to you. So thanks. Anyways, I'm getting married next May. Your invite will be in the post. And I'm about to hit the shops in search of the dress. I really don't want to spend a huge amount. As you said yourself, I'll only be wearing it for a few hours. But I'm really struggling already. Where are all the dresses with sleeves? Seriously. I've been online like a crazy person for weeks now, looking at pre-owned high street dresses and nothing. It probably doesn't help that I'm a curvier bride, but seriously, has somebody stocked up on all of these and left none for me? Have you got any suggestions? Is there any alternative that I can wear, maybe instead of getting a dress with sleeves? I'm really not sure, and I really would appreciate your help. As we'd say in Irish, Gra agasbanacht agaslan. Thanks, Aileen. Oh, Aileen, I just bloody love your accent, by the way. I was going to try and do it, and then I'm like, no, don't. And can I just tell you quickly before I go and answer your question, and uh, thank you very much for leaving me a voice message, because it makes a difference hearing it in your voice and hearing you, um, you know, ask that question. I just think, you know, made the world of difference to then just receiving an email. Although I love receiving the emails, don't get me wrong, <laughs> years ago, I auditioned for a local production of Train Spotting. Now, this was in Australia, so it's completely different. Now, I know you're probably going, Alicia, Train Spotting's Scottish. It's not Irish. Aileen's got an Irish accent. I know that. But the problem is, I'm good with the American accents. I'm good with the English accents. I can do different dialects. I can do all this sort of stuff. But when it comes to the Scottish-Irish, very different accents, when I attempt it, it's this awful combo and it's embarrassing. And I really wanted to be in that play. And I went to a friend of mine, uh, Kenny, his parents are Scottish. And I said, let's just get this right. And we practiced and practiced and practiced. And I sort of got the script, you know, the audition script down pat. But of course, as soon as they asked me to do a scene that wasn't the scene I'd prepared, oh, fuck, it was all over. It was all over. And I'm not going to be cocky. I used to go and get some good roles. I used to really enjoy the acting. I still do. That was one that I didn't succeed in. So Aileen, to bring it back to it, I wouldn't even dare try and say thank you. No, I did it uh, because it's just going to be a waste of time. However, let's move on to answer your question. This is a fabulous question because if you follow me on social media, and Aileen, I think you do, you would know how much I delight in a dress with sleeves. Let's just go through the, the cons and pros here. There are no cons, actually. Forget cons. Let's go to the pros of wearing a dress with sleeves. I truly believe that there are only a very minute portion of the population that looks smashing in a strapless dress. I know that is brutal. I'm even going to say I have a slender frame. I don't have much on top. My rack situation, my buzzies aren't huge. And therefore, when you put me in a strapless gown, sure, you know, I don't have a lot going on up there, but that actually works against me and just sort of makes me look like I'm wearing a bit of a sack. Now, I'm sure a lot of dress specialists, makers, designers would say, Alicia, you're just not wearing the right dress. True. I know there's probably a strapless dress out there for me, 
But if you read The Guide to Getting Hitched, I have a really big rant about this idea, like many things in the wedding industry, is that we are continually told a bride should wear a strapless gown no matter what her shape, whether she's curvy, whether she's boy-framed. There's another word for that. You know, straight up and down. That's bullshit because, to be honest, I can count the times on one hand that I've been dress shopping in my quote-unquote real life, non-wedding life, and I've approached a strapless gown. It's not really what I would wear normally, not what I'd be attracted to, yet the bridal gown designers and the magazines, they sort of perpetuate this style because that's what people believe. It's like this cyclic thing where we all go, oh, you've got to look like that. You've got to wear it. Now, granted, I did not choose to go down that track. And if you've heard the show before, you would have heard my story about buying my original wedding gown, which was a strapless wedding gown with, um, I can't even remember it now, that's terrible. A bigger, a bigger sort of skirt. It was really fun. It had pockets. I thought it was really cute. But I went through a sort of crisis three weeks, four weeks before the wedding when I went, that dress does not represent me. I'm constantly hitching it up no matter what the dressmaker was doing, no matter what sort of bra I had bought to go underneath it. This thing did not work. So I hit the shops and I bought a high street dress uh, by a designer called Wayne Cooper. It was made of wool, not knitted. You know, it was a, I don't know what the material was. It was wool and it was delicious and I love it. And it had a belt and I was comfortable and I felt sexy and it was fun and it was totally me. So I rebelled against the strapless revolution and Aileen, I'm so happy to hear that you are also doing that because I've seen so many pictures of especially larger ladies as well who look completely uncomfortable, who don't feel, I I don't feel like they're carrying themselves in a way that they say, this dress is making me feel fabulous. And I really believe that if you follow your heart and not necessarily what is expected of you, then you will find a fabulous dress. And Aileen, that's exactly what I'm hearing and reading from your question is that you are looking for a dress that has sleeves. I don't know if you're an island. I know can get quite cold. I don't know when you're getting married, but even actually in the UK in summer, we have days uh, that aren't necessarily, you know, strapless strapless occasions in the middle of summer you can feel a little bit like an Australian winter so I totally feel your vibes there now I think also with curvy brides as well the same with super sort of slim brides you've got to find a dress that that works with what you have I mean any body shape curvy especially you can do so much with using your waistline and using your wonderful curves uh, using that sort of 50s vintage look looks so much better on a chick with curves, I think, than a super skinny girl. This is why, if you look at Mad Men, I truly believe this, and I've had discussions with my friends, I think if you look at Joan and you look at Peggy, they look far, I don't know, sexier to me than January Jones and Betty Draper in that costume, because that's what women, the shape of women used to be. Bit of an hourglass. That that vintage style, man, you can really work that skirt if you have a bit of hips, a bit of curvy action. I think, Aileen, if you are struggling with finding a dress, one thing I would say is really investigate the bolero and the shrug. And I'm not talking about sort of a woolen shrug or anything. But on Etsy, there are some amazing, amazing, amazing suppliers who make these boleros. Um, and one of them is 
one of my very favorite Etsy designers out of all the Etsy designers. And this is a massive coincidence because she's based in Ireland. Don't get too excited. Let's just all relax. Let's call our boots. Her her dress shop, Her actually, she sells a lot of accessories too. So if you're listening and you're looking for handmade hair accessories, belts, all this stuff, it's called Gibson Bespoke, G-I-B-S-O-N Bespoke. And it's a lovely, lovely lady called Debbie. She creates these amazing designs that I would buy in a second. She also does uh, bespoke creations besides the ones, I know it's called bespoke, but you can buy pre-designed um, boleros and shrugs and little things to go over your shoulders that you can incorporate into another dress. But she also does uh, couture as well. So if you've got a bit of extra coin or you have a very specific need, Debbie will do that for you. I connected with Debbie prior to the Etsy wedding fair this year, and she sells all over the world. Um, and it's just a coincidence that you are also in Ireland, Aileen, because I feel like um, it's made it's made for each other. You are made for each other. So the one thing about what Debbie does is that she creates these boleros that you could either wear if you are purchasing a strapless gown or a gown that maybe needs a bit of extra work, you could wear the bolero just on top of it, or you could have a dressmaker connect the bolero to the dress. So therefore you create this dress with sleeves. It's a lovely idea because you're not just adding an extra thing on top of it. You're incorporating it into the gown. My sister-in-law, Lara, did the same thing with her wedding. She had a strapless gown, but she wasn't necessarily uh, wanting to have that all day. But she had a bolero that she wore for most of the day, with which had sleeves. And I think it looked amazing. Absolutely amazing. I always suggest people look at shop style. They have websites. It's basically a shopping website. They have websites that connect all over the world. So wherever you are, they will find suppliers that uh, can send to you. ShopStyle is a really easy way. It's basically a search engine for things to buy, but it's really good at honing in specific things. So if you are looking for a white dress with sleeve size 12, whatever, it will hone in what's available. And also you can check what is on sale. And also, I am not kidding, check things like ASOS. I know ASOS can be a sort of throwaway fashion for some, you know, parties or whatever, but they also stock some quite nice brands. I'm seeing a lot of more higher end brands coming in. And also, who cares? If a wedding dress costs 50 quid, $50, whatever, or 500 or a thousand, make it work for whatever budget you have. But these are ideas that I'm just throwing out here, Aileen. I know it can be really hard, and especially at this time of year where we're at in between seasons, it can sometimes be a little annoying because you can go to the store or the shops one weekend, and if it's a change of season, the next weekend it's a completely different range of clothes. So I would say certainly you've got a bit of time up your sleeve getting married in May. I would certainly be doing a couple of trips give it a couple of weeks and going back to the same sort of stores as well. My final suggestion to you is to get in touch with Rock the Frock. Now, you'll probably remember me talking to the lovely Karen from Rock the Frock in an episode that I did which was episode number 50 of the podcast, if you'd like to go back and listen. But it was all about sourcing vintage items. And to be honest, Karen would be the perfect person, Aileen, for you to contact because not only does she have a lot of inventory on her books that aren't necessarily always being uh, on the website, she also is great at sourcing 
sourcing stock from all over the place and she's got a wonderful network of other vintage suppliers. So I would say 100% to drop Karen a line. Say Alicia sent you. Hey, that'll get you far. And um, then see what she can find out. I think she works in the sense of asking for your measurements and also a little bit more information about the color and sort of form that you're looking for. But she is a gem when it comes to sourcing specifically vintage frocks as well but she also has a lot of new supplies on her books that she might be able to say hey this this person makes the dress you're looking for I will organize that for you. Aileen you're amazing for sending me a voice message I would like all of you listeners now just to follow in Aileen's footsteps because look how easy that was and it was nice to hear her voice and hear her ask a question and uh, it's a pleasure to answer it. Aileen, I hope I've helped you out. Thank you for listening. I'm just delighted that I make your Monday and Thursday a happy time. You make me happy every day. <laughs> All right, until next week, that is episode 103, where I will be talking to the wonderful Jess, the budget-savvy bride. She is back to talk all about wedding printables. You know, the greatest thing is learning about new ways to save money, which is something I think we all appreciate. And Jess is always coming up with great ways to cut the coin without anyone really knowing. And she's a graphic designer. She's a very clever lady. And this episode's a must listen if you are considering doing your own wedding stationery or if you are perhaps using a graphic designer or an Etsy design and printing it yourself. Lots of great tips on how to make sure they look really classy and schmick, but also how to customize free printables to make it work for you without costing you any money. Now, I love my graphic design friends, but sometimes if you're on a really tight budget, you have to cut the corners. And this is a way to do it without anyone knowing any different. All right, please get in touch if you have a question. I'd love if you could spend one minute giving me an iTunes review. And also, if you know someone that would appreciate hearing this wedding podcast, spread the word. So easy to do. I mean, even just in conversation. Just do it naturally. Just say, hey, by the way, I'm listening to this awesome wedding planning podcast. I think you'd really appreciate it. She'll stop you going crazy. She's occasionally funny. She uses the F word a lot. And it's a good time. There it is. Take it from Aileen. All right. <laughs> Enough of me. Have a great week. I'll talk to you soon. Happy days. Save the date wedding podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it.